Hello, this is Hey Dude Shoes. This is an ad, but not for your ears, for your feet. Are they listening? Good. Hey Dude Shoes are the squishiest, airiest, lightest go-to shoes you'll ever have the pleasure of introducing your toes to. So light, a butterfly could steal them. So soft, kittens seethe with jealousy. So cushy, your hands will curse your feet for all the love and attention. Toes, you've hit the jackpot of comfy. Hey Dude, good to go to. To all who come to our happy place, welcome to the No Guilt Disney Podcast, where we have no guilt about our love for all things Disney, except for the things that we want to give up because we want some old things back. Yeah, that's what we're doing today. <laughs> we are three Disney fangirls who probably know more about the Disney parks than most grown women should, and we're perfectly okay with that. Totally okay with that. <laughs> Yeah, I have no problems with this. Um, and I have no problems with some of the things that y'all want to give up. <laughs> so let's get into it. Hello, everyone. My name is Teresa, and you can find me on Twitter at Gertie the Dino. I'm Jane, and you can find me on Instagram at Real Mousewife WDW. Hey, y'all. I'm Patty Holiday from the No Guilt Universe, which is NoGuiltDisney.com, NoGuiltLife.com, and No Guilt Fangirl, all things entertainment over on that one. You can find me on all socials at No Guilt Life. And I think we have a fun one today. This is going to be something um, that came up during, was it our last episode, I think, that we did? It was. Okay. So we kind of mentioned it in this episode, and Jane was like, this is a perfect conversation to have with the whole community. And I was uh, obviously on board with it. So Jane, explain what we said in that episode for those that haven't heard it yet, and then what happened next and where we're going with this one. I'm not even sure what to call this one. What we'd give up? same it's like what what we would give up to get back like our favorites i mean we need to come up with a a shorter cuter name for that (laughs) so on our last episode i don't even remember what it is i said but it was something to the effect of i would absolutely give up insert thing i love here in order to get back probably paint the night because that's the thing like I will go to the mat for that it was paint the night yeah no I do remember (laughs) that it was absolutely paint the night yep I feel like if if we're ever on like a game show and they're like you know what is the thing that Jane will fight you over or Disney related (laughs) ding 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 paint the night Um, that's right winner (laughs) and I was like oh this is a great thing to talk to everybody about so I posted it in the Facebook group Um, with a couple of parameters. So you had to give up something you loved. It couldn't be like, um, you know, no offense, Teresa, like I could give up Epcot for insert almost anything here. (laughs) It had to be something you absolutely loved. And so that it was like a fair trade, like, all right, like I'm giving up a good thing to get a great thing. It can't be I give up a bad thing to get a good thing. Um, And you could not replace you could not choose the item that replaced it so for everybody who hates enchantment i know there might be like i don't know one or two of you out there one or two million (laughs) (laughs) you can't you can't say i will give up enchantment to bring back happily ever after now you could say and i haven't seen the list yet you could say i would give up enchantment to bring back wishes Because that didn't replace it. (laughs) 
But more so, it would be like, I would give up enchantment to bring back Heath the Knight. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So I think that's the parameters. That's where we landed on. We put this in our Facebook group. And as always, they delivered. They delivered with some good ones. And we're going to talk about that. But podcaster privilege, I'm going to go ahead and tell y'all mine first. Buckle Uh, up, people. Buckle up, buckle up. You're in for a long discussion. No, I'm just kidding. Not really. But what I decided, what I landed on, uh, one of the very first things that I did when I moved to Orlando, we moved to Orlando in 2004. And after the hurricanes rolled through, because we showed up just in time for like five hurricanes to hit Orlando, it was unprecedented, had never happened before. And yet there we were like, boom, 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 boom. Anywho, once all of that calmed down, we were like, we haven't even been to Disney yet. Let's go to Disney. And my husband and I had gone to Disney World on our anniversary or on our honeymoon millions of years ago at that time. And so we were like, let's take the, we had two little boys. Let's, let's take the boys and we'll go to Hollywood Studios. Um, it was called MGM when we had been there last, but it was now called uh, Hollywood Studios. So we show up and I look up and just about fall down because I couldn't believe my eyes on top of the entrance on top of the ticket booths. When you walked up, there were stormtroopers patrolling. They were commenting. They were pointing at people. They were saying things that they were up on top. I was like, what is happening? What is, do they do this all the time? What is going on? Y'all I know it's adorable. Um, This was obviously in May and this was, we had unwittingly bought tickets for and walked into a Star Wars weekend. Uh, so what this is, is back in the day, they had Star Wars weekends. I think it was four or maybe five weekends, but it was always around May, where um, Hollywood Studios was kind of like a Comic-Con for Star Wars. Like there was all kinds of specialty Star Wars stuff that was happening. There were parades, there were panels, there were autograph signing opportunities, there was special merch. It was all very, very cool, and it was happening right there in Hollywood Studios, which I loved the combination, the synergy, because this was also when Hollywood Studios was still more studios than just Hollywood, I guess. And it was so amazing, so much fun. It was our first time as Floridians that that we showed up on Disney property, and that's what we got. We were hooked. We bought tickets. We came back the next weekend because I wanted more so badly um, to see my little boys who had they they knew Star Wars because of course they did. We watched Star Wars in our family. They knew Star Wars, so they even recognized Boba Fett. And we saw characters walking around as they were like going to their meet and greets and stuff. Um, it just really blew my mind. It was truly my first experience that I thought, wow, this Disney thing is cool, man. Like it's more than just Mickey Mouse. Um, so if you're sitting here going, but don't they have a Star Wars celebration now? Don't they have an actual kind of Comic-Con for Star Wars fans? They do. I think the timing is, and I haven't done my research, but I think the timing was when they started that up as a separate event completely. I don't know if it just got too big or if Disney World no longer wanted those um, that or needed that, you know, traffic at the park at Walt Disney World. There's now 
Star Wars celebrations and they happen um, either every year, or every other year. I'm not real versed on it because I haven't ever been uh, in Anaheim. And I think they also do one overseas every year. So it might be like flip flopped every other one, year yeah. as to when they do it. Yeah. So um, my point to all this is I have, I, I've been to cons. I, that the cons are cool. Don't get me wrong. They're neat, but I have not made a point to go to the Star Wars celebration. Um, because I feel like I had the better version of it there in Hollywood studios. So here comes the question, what would I give up, right? In order to have my Star Wars weekends experience back. And I know it sounds crazy, but I would give up Galaxy's Edge, all of it. I would I would have them, I would, I would absolutely give it up. Oh, it would hurt, but I would give it up so that we could have that experience of Star Wars weekends back again. Uh, for the next, we ended up moving from Florida to Texas and we went back like twice, but we specifically went back during Star Wars weekends because we loved it so much. And it was, it was, that was kind of our time to go. Uh, and it was so cool. And I, and I, you know, Blessings to Bridgetown experience. <laughs> that was so much fun. Um, and if you guys don't know that, Jane, that was on the Fangirl podcast, wasn't it? I don't think it was on this one. We didn't talk about Bridgetown here, did we? No, I think I think it was fan. I don't even I don't even know that No Guilt Disney was born at that point. I don't think it was either. I think, yeah, I think this was No Guilt, No Guilt Fan. Okay, so for those that don't know, I have another podcast that's No Guilt Fangirl. And um, it hasn't been active this year because we've been very busy with this podcast. However, uh, I'll link the, in show notes our discussion about the opening of Galaxy's Edge. And you can hear how excited and how absolutely impressed we were with what they had done. And so that should just tell you something. If I'm willing to let that go and to give that up, um, then, and that's lovingly called the Bridgetown Experience, which you got to listen to the podcast to understand that. Um, but if you um, if you listen to that and you'll you'll understand like where I'm coming from, that I would give that up in order to get Star Wars Weekends back. I think that might bring my love back a little bit for the franchise. Uh, I'm not a hater on the current movies that have come out. It, uh, that's not me. I still like all of those. It just hasn't been able to like capture me as much as it once did when I was a kid. And then as a younger adult, I really was just obsessed with the whole Star Wars, everything. And um, I feel like I could get some of that back if we had Star Wars weekends back at Walt Disney World. Did any, did either one of you ever do or happen upon Star Wars weekends by accident like we did? I did. That was actually so I had I had my 18 year break between twip trips. So 1990 up to 2008. And so my first trip back to Walt Disney World as an adult second trip ever happened to be during a Star Wars weekend. So for me, that was I, I hear that. And I just like I immediately associate that with like my return to Disney and all of all of the emotions kind of tied into becoming the Disney fan that I am now. So I don't I would have to think hard about what I would give up for that to come back. I don't know if I would give up all of Galaxy's Edge for it, but it would be nice to have that back. I I remember hearing that Star Wars Lucasfilm was getting a little proprietary about how some of like the character appearances Mm -hmm, were being used. mm -hmm. And so you'll like, you'll notice now, you know, they would have the Disney characters dressed in Star Wars gear, representing other Star Wars characters. There used to be a line of Muppet toys where the Muppets would be different Star Wars characters. And you'll realize you don't see those around anymore. 
So I think some of that, why it didn't return is kind of tied to how they wanted their characters and franchise to be represented. Uh, but I always did love, I loved seeing the Disney characters and like, and those, the Muppet toys. Like I love seeing them dressed up as the Star Wars characters. So I would, I really would love to see those back again one day. It would be amazing if they, if they could talk to Lucas and like, I don't know, erase that out of the the contract when Disney bought Star Wars or whatever, because those characters were also so they were adorable. They were so much fun. Um, we, you know, we, we saw, we actually, I had a picture. God, I don't know if I can dig these up somewhere. I got to go figure out. Cause I think they were, I think my, these pictures were on film. Uh, Cause I don't know that I had quite gotten to the digital camera age at that point yet. But uh, I have pictures of like Luke and Leia, a Luke and Leia meet and greet. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, how cool is that? You don't you you never see that anymore, right? Anyway, it just it it has a lot of really fond memories and and experiences, and it truly was something kind of like what you said. I feel like that was one of the things that hooked me back into uh, Walt Disney World. Uh, Rob and I had gone to Disney World, like I said, in for our honeymoon, um, and I loved it, and it was great. But I didn't really get obsessed until I moved to Florida. And in fact, that was kind of one of the reasons we chose Florida over Pennsylvania. <laughs> I had two; we had two great, great job offers, and I made him take the Florida option because I wanted Disney World. Um, but that that played a lot into like my happiness during that time, and obviously, it has just grown since then. So that's what I want back. That's what, that's what I would give up. Nothing. I'm not saying anything negative about star Wars celebration. If you love that, if that's your thing, if that's your jam, like we can still do that. I'm not saying get rid of that necessarily. I'm just saying having it in the park was such a special experience. Um, and, and really, I mean, you know, I'm not a merch person. We went into the special merch place and I bought out half that place because I had to have Mickey Mouse in an X-Wing fighter helmet gear, you know, thing. Like I still have that plush sitting on my desk. <laughs> it's adorable. Anyway, um, that's what I want back. So, so I would give up, I would say half of Galaxy's Edge because I'm not willing to part with Rise. Well, that yeah. rise, rise was the was the gut punch, right? Rise was like, Ugh, can I really say that I'd give up Rise? And I was like, you know what? If I'm gonna if I'm gonna do it, it has to hurt. It just has correct. To hurt. And then that was, and then I was like, but then I'm not following the rules because honestly, mm-hmm. I don't care about that. Right? That's the whole thing. Um, but I agree. I definitely think that, um, and perhaps we should title this episode "Why We Would Give Up All the Things for Star Wars Weekends to Come Back." Maybe that's um, it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what this is about. I would say um, so. Star Wars Weekends was the only thing that I went to Star Wars wise before I became a Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I always tell people that before I was a Star Wars fan, I just I didn't get it. Right? It took me a really long time. I couldn't sit through the movies. I'd never seen them. I did not grow up on them. And but what I loved about it was I loved how much people loved Star Wars. Mm-hmm. That culture. And when you went to Star Wars Weekend, even not as a fan, you could feel that. And I just loved that. And I loved seeing Mickey and Minnie dressed as Luke and Leia and Goofy dressed as Darth Vader and all the merch. I also have a Mickey. It still has the tag on it. So I know it's from 2004. And it is Mickey dressed as Darth Vader, like a little beanbag plush. Yep. Yep. I have it sits in my office (laughs) and 
the number one thing for me is when I moved to Florida, that first year was, um, was I think the last year of Star Wars weekends, but like we didn't obviously know it was the last weekend, the last year of it. And I would run at the boardwalk after work every, you know, like three nights a week or whatever. And I would run late because, you know, it's, it's hot here in Florida. And I don't know if you guys knew that, but it's very, very hot here. So I would run very late. I would try to run after the sun went down and I would run over at the boardwalk and the Star Wars fireworks would go off during my run every time I would run. So for me, I would do, I would give up Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. I like that. I give up that to get those fireworks back. <laughs> yeah, the fireworks shook the ground and they shook the ground in conjunction so to the Imperial March. Like it so was amazing. And yeah, we um I think the last Star Wars weekend that I think we were at that last Star Wars weekend, actually, now that I'm thinking about this. Um, I think we were at that last one because I remember going, I can't wait to come back next year, and then being told. Yeah, there is no next year. Yeah. Um, and uh, and we went to the dessert party that was right in front of uh-huh. now Mickey yeah. and Minnie's and saw the fireworks and everything. And I just remember looking at my kids' faces and my husband's face, you know, who total, you know, he was born in 71. So right, perfect age to really have been a Star Wars fanboy from the get-go as a little kid. Uh, he still tells the story about how his Aunt Sally took him to see Star Wars for the first time in the movie theaters when it came out. Anyway, uh, it's just Star Wars, like, as much as I love Marvel, which, hey, there's my segue, so I'm going to talk about that next. As much as I love Marvel and how much that has grown and means to me now as an adult, Star Wars is still, like, the fandom of my youth. And I think it is a lot of us Gen Xers and older millennials, like, this is just, we we're attached to it. Even the boomers, you know, to an extent, they know how they know what star Wars did and, and how much that changed a lot of things, you know, for a lot of us. So I just, I feel like there's a a big component of people who would be on board with this idea. It would be a win all the way around. Obviously galaxy's edge ain't going anywhere, but I'm just saying if they had to make room, I'd be okay with it because that's how much (laughs) I want this experience back. Correct. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, so let's let's flip and I'm going to tell you my other thoughts real quick and then I will let you two ladies tell me what you're re- willing to give up. And that is that I want the same idea. I want that same same promise, that same experience of a Star Wars weekend, but I want it on the West Coast and I want it to be a VendorCon. I want I will pay, you know, a separate ticket just for AvengerCon in DCA. Uh, it doesn't have to be just in Avengers Campus. I'm willing, uh, listen, I will make sacrifices, but I am willing to meet Thor over by the Pal Around Pals merry-go-round. Like, that's, I, I don't. I, I need to know, though, when you say Thor, do you mean, like, 
Disney World, like Disneyland Thor, like Avengers Thor, or do you mean like Chris Hemsworth? Because well, I mean, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> I mean Chris Hemsworth because we're talking AvengerCon. However, it, I'm just saying if they needed to spread it out and like they needed to break that fourth wall, and we had to have we had to have Avengers meeting all over the place just so we're not all crammed into Avengers Campus. I would be okay with that. I just really think the potential is there to do something awesome, fun, cool, and amazing uh, at Disneyland, a la the Star Wars weekends of old. What I don't want is another convention that's going to be called Avengers Con. I mean, I say I don't want it. Look, I'm going to go. I'm going to buy the ticket. You know I'm going to be there. But my point is what I'd prefer. I know. So I'm going to be like, when do we go? I know. I know. I know. I know. Um, but what I would prefer to see would be it tied to that park again. Because again, it just, it was a very special circumstance and situation um, to have that. And they had a parade and you could do a parade through all of DCA. There's um, buildings uh, in the back that can house a lot of merchandise. They've done that before. I think they do. Do they do that at Oogie Boo? I can't remember when I was there. I'm trying to think what event it was that they had a ton of merch. But anyway, there's there's buildings back behind um, the the Hollywood section uh, that are big enough that you could have tons of merch and or panel meet and greet, not panels, but you know, the smaller vendor meet and greet type places there. So you wouldn't necessarily, it can be, it's going to be smaller. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not, you know, underestimating the size of what this is going to be. It would have to be a small situation compared to what you could do over at the Anaheim Convention Center. But I just think that that's also part of, I don't know, the intimacy, the connection with fans. It, it could just really make it very impactful. And what a way to like, Welcome everybody to Avengers Campus, right? And to really spin that up even more, considering that Avengers campuses are popping up all over all over the world now. Like there's one in Paris too. There's a hotel in Paris that's that's all Marvel. I, I, let's do it, Disney. What are we waiting for? Out. Let's do it. Hear me out. Okay. Event with World of Color Avengers Edition. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! That's brilliant. Music and the water. The the music, the, the colors, the the, the superhero colors. poses, right? Yes. 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 Yeah. We're this we're we're doing this. Um the other thing which we didn't mention was Star Wars, but you know, with the Star Wars hotel, like it's a perfect way to like tie up all kinds of things together. Um to to make that Star Wars weekends come back as a thing. But let's have Let's have a hotel over at Disneyland that's only Marvel. Let's have like an, a Marvel, like become an Avenger experience, whatever. Like that same immersive, whatever. I'll absolutely take my a- Absolutely. Right yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's do that. <laughs> let's do that. Okay. Um, I don't know what I'd give up because I'm not willing to think that hard on this at this point because I've also already monopolized this entire conversation. But uh, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> Uh, to what you guys would do. Let us know, obviously, in the Facebook group, if you're on board with Star Wars Weekends, coming back, if you're on board with um, AvengerCon, only at Disneyland. I don't want I mean, it's going to, I think it's going to happen, but I would prefer it to happen, to be tied somehow into the park. That's what I really would desire to see. Um, But let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, Teresa, tell me, 
what what are you going to give up? And then what do you want in exchange? All right. So I was thinking about this and I was trying to, I had a couple options and there's one or two I might toss in as we're discussing later, but I was trying to think of like two comparable things that I, I love both dearly that I think both are pretty popular. Um, and I, I think I came up with a good one. So I would give up the orange bird who I do love. I have a number of Orange Bird things around my house. I have Disney bounded with Orange Bird. I I love Orange Bird. But I would be willing to give up the Orange Bird to bring back one of my favorite characters from my childhood, the Dreamfinder, and bring him back into the Imagination Pavilion. I still have my D23 prediction that Dreamfinder is going to, they're going to announce he's going to come back in some form in Imagination Pavilion. So I'm like, maybe if I'm putting this out into the universe now, they'll, they'll do something, some magic for me. But yeah, I think I would Orange Bird for Dreamfinder. I would make that trade. Freaky. Can we ever get away from Figment? Can we ever? (laughs) I did, I did not mention Figment. I did not mention Figment. She did not. She did not. did not come out of my mouth. She did not say Small Virgil Dragon. Um, they both so, like Dreamfinder and Orange Bird both have catchy songs. So like, I, I think this is a fair trade. Um, it would, I know it would upset some people. Like I said, Orange Bird has a following, but Dreamfinder also does. So yeah, I'm not an Orange Bird fan. Like I just, I just don't get it. Um, and that's fine. I don't have to love everything. Right. So, but here's my fear about the bringing back of Dreamfinder. Have y'all ever gone back and watched Sex in the City again or Friends and been like, oh, oh, what were we doing? This is atrocious. 100%. Yes. I fear that if you brought Dreamfinder back, he'd really creep us all out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I truly, that that is one of the things with nostalgia is you have to be careful with it. And that because I never got Dreamfinder in the first place, and I and I don't have that connection, that would be something I'd be curious about. I I'll admit I don't have a lot of um, information on it or not to know if it would be creepy, cringy, you know, whatever. Um, but uh, but I also feel like somebody like if you get the right person in charge of it somebody would be able to straddle that line in Disney because they, 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 they're good at doing this of bringing back just enough of the nostalgia of the old, but making it what more modern, more contemporary. Right. I, I feel like it can be done. Well, and I they did that in the like modern because they have the comics, like they did the comics. Um, and I'll, I'll be honest, I don't know if they are still making them, but they did do that. Like they made a, a more up modern, like a steampunk version of Dreamfinder, but kind of, you know, they aged him down. So I don't know. I was like this, I'm saying putting this out there. I was like, that's what they would give me, wouldn't they? They wouldn't give me back the uh-huh. Dreamfinder of my childhood. They're going to give me back the modern, comic. young dr- mm-hmm. steampunk right. Dreamfinder. They're going to they're gonna give you a modernized version of something else. And then it's not the thing you really wanted to begin with. And then you're going to be mad. If they want to give me that, then they just also have to give me Joe Rohde, dressed up as Dreamfinder again for a new version of the Dreamfinder School of Drama. If they give me both, if they, you know, get get you a Dreamfinder who can do both, right? So, oh my God. I don't think I'm asking this for much. This episode is already a disaster. <laughs> what? I think these are excellent ideas, okay? Oh Lord, 
help us. <laughs> All right, Jane, what what are you what do you got? Because I know you you originally came up with this idea for Paint the Night. Do you want to come up with something you would give up now for Paint the Night, or do you have another idea? You know, I I actually gave this a lot of thought. There's only one thing that I would bring back, but the problem is, like, I won't trade any of the things I really love for it. And part of that is because, like, I'm very big on, whereas Teresa's thing is nostalgia, my thing is sort of, like, evolution, right? And so, like, I like the newer, the flashier, the latest, the greatest, the whatever. And so, like, I'm not willing to give up Cosmic Rewind. I'm not willing to give up Rise of the Resistance. (laughs) I'm not, like, so as I start to go through all the things I truly, truly, truly love, I'm not willing to give these things up. I'm only willing to give up like B tier items. So I feel like I'm not playing the game correctly unless it's paint the night. Then you can have whatever you want. (laughs) All right. Well, so you're cheating. Literally whatever you want. But what, what else would you, uh, what else would you, what else would you want back? Just let, let's the one, the one thing that I really would want back and Teresa, you're going to love this. Is Horizons. Oh, yes. Spoiler alert. Nobody said Horizons in like the group posts. So I was going to comment on that later. So yes, yay Horizons. <laughs> and so I was going to say I would give up like Ratatouille. And I was like, yeah, but you don't love Ratatouille that much. Like it's cute. Like I'll ride it. You know, it's a good ride. I don't love it. I'm not running to Epcot to ride at Ratatouille. I'm riding it because it's there. Right, right. So, and I'm like, that's not fair, right? So I'm not following my own rules. But um, yeah, Horizons was the thing. And I'm I'm trying to come up with what I would trade out that would be worth it to give me back my beloved Horizons. So. All right. All right. Well, uh, that that's what we, that's what we got. Um, let's margaritas. dive into some of these. I give up margaritas. <laughs> no, no, you would not. <laughs> I would. I would drink something else, but I'd give that up. <laughs> well, loopholes, you, people, loopholes. <laughs> loopholes. Would you give up um, Kava for? Yeah, but again, I don't, like, I can pass on Kava. Okay. All right. All right. So it's not your thing. So, right. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's very hard for me because the only thing I'm, like I said, the only thing I'm really willing to trade for is paint the night. Are okay. you people listening to me? I will go to the mat for paint the night. <laughs> Listen, you know I don't even like parades, but paint the night is an exception. And and you know what? I'm going to throw this out there. The other exception will be uh, my Star Wars weekend parade. When you see a whole contingent of stormtroopers marching down the street with Darth Vader in front to the music. They did yeah. that after though. They did well, that after the weekends. I know, but it wasn't the same. No, no, no. They did this during the weekends because I was there during the weekends. I know, and I know they did do it, but they're not doing it now, right? These are the things no. they need to yeah, stop it because of Galaxy's Edge. Because of Galaxy's Edge, right? It kind of ruined the Star Wars experience at Disney World. And that's crazy to say that, but eh, Disney, you gotta you gotta course correct. Fix the ship here. Um yeah. all right. We're off. We're off of. We're off of Star Wars. Let's move on to um, to our list that we have uh, from this from this Facebook group, and we have a lot of options here. Um, Teresa kindly went through and, and grouped things for us. So the first thing we're going to talk about is nighttime shows, uh, because it just naturally turned out that a lot of people felt a lot of ways 
about uh, certain topics kind of in a, in a, in a group. And so the first thing we have here is nighttime shows. Um, Meredith says at Walt Disney world, um, she would like the main street electrical parade back, um, at for Fantasmic. So the way I'm interpreting this is she's saying that she would give up Fantasmic yes. as long as she could get main street electrical parade. Correct. Done. And approved. that was in Disney world. <laughs> At Disney World. Yes. So, uh, you know, just kind of throwing this out there for the Disneyland lovers. Do you feel the same way? Because Fantasmic at Disneyland is way superior than Fantasmic at Disney. Stop what we're doing. (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. Next. Move on. No, 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 no. Did I? I don't think I ever talked about the Main Street Electric Parade on my last trip. No. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, this episode's a mess. So... (laughs) Y'all, I went to Disneyland in July and um, we were so excited. We went, you know, we were going to get to see the Main Street Electric Light Parade. Like, we love this. We would love it to come back to Disney World. Like, we're big fans. We had shirts, the whole thing, the ears, the backpack, you know, I'm like totally doing the thing. And we managed to score, there's, you know, that little section on Main Street where it's elevated and they have the rockers and the, the, um, like there's like a little bench in there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we managed to score that little spot and we were like, all right, cool. We'll sit in this little spot and watch the parade. Now one, I actually don't recommend watching a parade from that section, but it's great if you want to sit there and people watch or, um, you know, just have like a cozy little area where you're like, not, you know, in with the masses. So in front of us, um, people that were lining on the street, there were many, many people, right? So it's about, I would say we watched the second showing and it was about two, I would say two people deep. So, cause it's not as, as bad as the first showing. And when this parade came down the road, they were hooting, hollering, jumping up and down, banging on the trash cans for every single float. So the first time I thought, oh, these people must be cast members and they're probably affiliated with this parade and they're like, woohoo, they're like hyping up their team, right? And then when it was the entire thing and I looked and it was like all the way down the road, then Heather, who traveled with me, went back to see it, I don't know, the next night or two nights later and she was like, no, no, absolutely people going bananas for the Main Street Electric Parade. And we were like, this is why we can't have nice things in Florida. We do not hype up the electric parade enough. Like it was, I think I sent you video and I was like, this is why we can't have nice things because we do not appreciate it in the same enthusiasm (laughs) that these people have. Yeah, no, the video is amazing because they are seriously losing. You'll have to put it in the group. They I'm gonna have to. Seriously, we're losing their minds when uh, what was it? The snail that like circles around that came down. And they really were. They were hyped. They were so excited. So no, you're right. I mean, Florida. If you want nice things, this is what you have to do. <laughs> Y'all have to be good people, and you got to be like the hype squad for everything that we get. <laughs> I think that's not too much to ask. Okay. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> so Mary Beth says that she would give up Fantasmic 
I'm seeing a theme here. <laughs> During the holiday season to get the Osborne lights back at studios. Oh, that's a good one. Done. Approved. <laughs> I'm like, I'm give or take on the Osborne lights. Oh, I, they were special. Um, the I thought what I, what I liked so much about them was just the fact that we got to to see them during the Run Disney event. And I yeah. only ran that race one time at night. And all I literally, the entire race, I hated every single step of it. It was miserable. And all I wanted to do was get to the Osborne Lights. I just want, and it, and it paid off. It gave me everything that I wanted. I was in heaven. It, it was, it was, it was magical. I mean, it really was. So I, I have that feeling with Osborne Lights is my connection to it from the Run Disney event, which obviously now we know is not a thing at night anymore anyway, but um, I can see this one. I agree with it. I do, I would, the problem is again, Galaxy's Edge ruins everything. <laughs> there's, there's no, there's not a lot of space to put those lights up even if they wanted to. So I don't know what they do there. Mm-hmm. Well, and I just need to point out, Mary Beth, I see what you did there. She's only giving up Fantasmic during the holiday season. Fair. Oh, I saw. I, yeah. I was like, oh, she's illegal. <laughs> she, she has found her own loophole. So That's there right. we go. That's right. <laughs> All right. So we have Gina. Gina had two suggestions. Uh, so one is I'd give up Navi River Journey for Spectra Magic. And I actually think this would be a popular one. I... Never saw Spectra Magic in person, so I I don't really have any ties to this, but I know that as much as I feel strongly about Main Street Electrical Parade and Jane does about Paint the Night, I know Spectra Magic does have its own very, very strong following. Um, Spectra Magic was my like was my favorite night parade before Paint the Night came along. So yes. But Gina, <laughs> I need to know. Navi River Journey. Really, girl, is that your thing? Is that what do you like that so much? I'm, I mean, and no judgment, no judgment if you do. I'm just trying to confirm that you really do love it that much. Listen, maybe we found the one person. We, I, we I found it. I'm glad. I'm, I'm not going to question. Gina. I'm going to. I'm going to assume Gina was playing by the rules, That's and right. this is equal equal amounts to her. Um, okay, so her second enough. one, her second one is I'd give up Ratatouille. To bring back illuminations, and so number one, done approved. Um, I but for yeah, me, Hosein. this was one of the ones I was going to comment on. I don't ratatouille to me is fine, but I'm like I can do it. I can take it or leave it. Giving ratatouille up for me is nothing big to bring back illuminations, but I would give up phantasmic for illuminations. And yes, that is both coasts. I would do. I would give up phantasmic at Disneyland to bring back illuminations at Epcot. As the only one on this podcast uh, who hated Illuminations, I absolutely love the rat ride over Illuminations. I, 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 there's no way that I would stand around to watch Illuminations, but I would stand in line for Ratatouille, and I don't stand in line for. But anything. you would stand around to watch my face watching Illuminations. That is true. That you that is if it came back, if it came back, it might like. Everybody should pay to watch that. <laughs> I think we could have a, a live pay-per-view event to watch <laughs> Teresa's feelings and the tears flooding down her face as her beloved illuminations came back. That is true. Absolutely. Also, I like to interpretive dance to illuminations. So you have not lived until you have seen that. Mm-hmm. Oh my. Oh There's my. no other way to exit Epcot to the Malawalas than to dance it out. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, that's tapestry, though. So now, oh. Oh. (laughs) Now I've got things to trade. (laughs) Oh, we we found the magic one, huh? Okay. I Um, give up Rise of the Resistance to get Tapestry of Nations back. Wow. Yeah. That's how much I love Tapestry of Nations. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, tapestry was before my time. Um, I did not go to Disney World as an, uh, an adult. Uh, it could have been happening while I was there, but again, uh, there you know those kinds of shows are not my thing. And so, I if it was happening, I never bothered to go see it. If it had already gone by, then obviously I missed it. But yeah, um, I know people like deeply, deeply, deeply love the music and love the experience of Tapestry of Nations. So. So we loved it so much. Like, I mean, we always watched it when we were there. Like that was like our thing. Um, But I want to say like two or three years ago, my dad calls me and he was like, he decided to watch it on YouTube. My dad loves YouTube. And he's like, I found Tapestry of Nations on YouTube. Like he was like the first person to find it. And I was like, oh my God, that's great for you. Did you enjoy it? And he was like, even better. I found your mom in someone's video. Stop. <laughs> yes, watching Tapestry of Nations. And I was like, that doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> Aww, that's the sweetest. But yeah, also, like, I'm yeah. Sure it's <laughs> doesn't surprise. Uh, yeah, that's that's awesome. No. That's cool. <laughs> See, this is what, all right, people, when you, when people ask you, like, why do you love Disney so much? It's stuff like this, right? It's, it's, like, come on. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, Joe says, I was listening to your podcast from the beginning of the month today about the free things and the parades and the fireworks came to mind. I love the holiday parades, especially the Halloween, not so scary uh, parade, but Joe paint the night, that. paint the night parade with Wreck-It Ralph music. I want back so bad. Joe, cosign. This is, oh, this is my Joe. Yeah, I, was like, this, Joe. I was like, I don't know who this Joe guy is, but. I was like, Joe sounds like he'd be like a really good friend of mine. And then I'm like, wait a minute, Joe actually is a really I was good friend. Like, Joe is one of your good friends. <laughs> this is it's way funnier when like I'm reading it off of Teresa's list, so I'm not getting first and last name. So I don't really know who's assigned to who. Um, but I'm like, I don't know who Joe is, but I could be friends with Joe. And then, oh wait. Oh, as a matter of fact, Joe is. Joe just texted me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next one. <laughs> Chrissy says uh, she would give up all fast pass and line expediters of any name. So Jamie Plus, Lightning, whatever, whatever we're calling it today, for the lights of winter to return to Epcot. Just update to LEDs or something. I have no idea what this thing is, but I imagine Teresa does. I am aware of it. I never saw it. I think it ended shortly before I started coming back, but it was essentially a sort of a version of like the Osborne lights, but it was in Epcot. So I I never saw it in person, um, but I'm, I like, I feel like saying you'd give up fast pass and the line expediters. There's actually things I would give up for that because I think the current system is broken. So I'm like, that's one of those I was thinking about. I would... I would give, there's things I would give up to get back the paper fast pass process, but uh, yeah, I, I don't have strong feelings about this, but I, I know what she's talking about, but I have never experienced it. Okay. Yeah. I didn't experience either, but uh, this is again, one of those things that I have uh, heard of, of the lore 
of the lights of winter that is just something that you you would never forget if you had experienced it right and it was just a, so it always it always it's always crazy to me that things like that have gone away and why haven't they figured out some way to bring them back in a you know more updated more modern capacity right like i don't know it just uh it's interesting to me uh all right next one all right, so next up, we have Tara saying that she would give up the electrical water pageant for Flying Dumbo, and I'd be happy to have him at Walt Disney World. So this took me a minute to read. I was like, we have Dumbos, but she's talking about the the Dumbo that flies during the, I think it's Summer Nightastic is where you have the Flying Dumbo, the fireworks at Disneyland. I, I think there's like maybe a couple others where he would fly, but the Dumbo yes. flying that flies around Disneyland during the fireworks and have it at Walt Disney World. So I was like, giving up electrical water pageant, like that is a big ticket item to give up. Uh, I think it would be cool to see. I don't know if I would give it up for this. I would love to see another added option other than just Tinkerbell out here. Well, yeah, and I like, guess I didn't realize that I, Flying I mean, Dumbo was gone. I didn't realize yeah. Flying Dumbo was gone until I read this. So I was, or maybe she just wants it all the time. So you've never seen Disneyland forever? No, like I said, I didn't realize, I've seen it, but I didn't realize that if they didn't do the flying Dumbo at all anymore. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. The flying Dumbo was, it, it's very cute and it's very cool uh, and special to Disneyland. So I got it. Like I, I could see why you would, <laughs> why you yeah. would want to see that one coming back. Uh, Sydney says that she would give up Haunted Mansion, the only ride I absolutely love in Magic Kingdom to bring so back. Means business. Sydney, Sydney ain't missing around, man. Uh, so she would like to bring back happily ever after in exchange yeah. for haunted mansion. Yes, ma'am. So she's definitely on a mission and she's not playing around. And she took this one very seriously because I mean, it's a haunted mansion that we're talking about people. It's basically Disney royalty when it comes to attractions, uh, happily ever after. I think we're going to now come on for a couple of, of, of comments here, because guess what? Denise co-signed this. She said she would give up Haunted Mansion, which is also her favorite for Happily Ever After to come back. I think I'm in agreement. I think I, I think I would give that switch. Oh my gosh. No. They're yeah, just well, fireworks I, shows. No. Well, and we, we have the two, attractions. <laughs> well, and we have well, two other attractions though. So we, two other attractions that people would give up for Happily Ever After. So we have okay, Annie who said rock and roller coaster oh. to bring it back. And then Denise's daughter, she asked her daughters um, to get their opinions too. And so her one daughter, who's a former Jungle Cruise skipper, said they would give up the Jungle Cruise for wishes because she thinks Happily Ever After is already going to come back. Correct. Um, Denise's daughter is correct. <laughs> hey, no, you can't give up these classic rides. Listen. I don't get yes, precious ma'am. about anything, but that I, I really have a problem with folks who are giving up rides for fireworks. Like they're okay. Here's my oh. thing. I'm only giving them up on one coast. I'll go visit <laughs> them on the other one. I don't need two. All right, loophole. I the other you. one is the superior one anyway. <laughs> what do I need this one for? <laughs> Oh, yes, happily ever yes. after, man. I guess I need to pull, be be like your dad and go watch it again because I just I I don't know. None of them have gotten to me. I I saw wishes a bazillion times. I've seen happily ever after probably half a bazillion times. Uh, I still haven't even sat through the whole of the current show. Um, 
because I mean, you're not missing anything. You let that go. Well, yeah, I just don't care. Right. And so I know it's me. I know I'm the weirdo that like doesn't care about these things, but I just, I have a, uh, that hurts my heart to give up these very classic um, attractions for a fireworks show. (laughs) Um, But okay. Okay. I mean, hey, everyone has, has, makes their choices. That's fine. I'm not, I'm not saying they're wrong. It just hurts. Um, Melissa says that she would give up the Jungle Cruise, which I do like for the Spectro Magic Parade or Main Street Electrical Parade to come back. So she's she's wanting those back as well. I would trade. Um, so Jungle Cruise for Spectro, I'm in. Maybe not Electric Parade. Um, and then Heather says I would give up my beloved Beauty and the Beast stage show. Y'all, she does love this show. To bring back wishes. <laughs> That's and the I mean, first that- time that anybody said about wishes, which surprised me. I thought we were going to have a lot of uh, wishes discussion. So um, it's interesting. I find the wishes, the team wishes people have been going for a very, 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 very long time. Because, like, it switched in whatever, like, 17 or something. So I feel like you had to be going consistently for, like, a while before that to really let it sink in. Like, wishes didn't hit you the first time, but I feel like the second time you were like, oh, my gosh. And then every time after that, you were just like, oh, my God, this kid will not stop singing. And that makes me cry. So... (laughs) I mean, wishes is, is my thing. So, like, if I could have any of the fireworks shows... Wishes is it. But, like, I'll take Happily Ever After. I think it's a good show. I mean, nothing, you know, it's no Disneyland Forever, but. (laughs) (laughs) Or, you know, the watered-down versions we get here. (laughs) They're all just fireworks, man. It's all just fireworks. (laughs) All right, let's just switch off of the nighttime, the nighttime spectaculars. And let's uh, make a full pivot, and we're going to go outside in the morning to run Disney, and we did get a couple of things that they would trade for things with run Disney. Yep. Julia says she would trade anything. Anything for the West Coast run Disney races to come back. And yes, that is somewhat true. (laughs) Now listen, Julia's not wrong here. Um, As big, big, big run Disney people, Jane and I have talked about this many times, we really miss the superior races that were happening over on the West Coast. Uh, I threw back at her because I know Julia very well. And I said, Julia, would you give up Mickey bars at Walt Disney World for West Coast run Disney? So true. (laughs) Because she, this girl loves her some Mickey bars. And she uh, responded, why do you hate me? (laughs) (laughs) So I know that one hurt. I know that one hurt. But um, I also know that that she would. She would give them up um, in order for us to be able to run at Disneyland again. (laughs) We appreciate your sacrifice, Julia. Now, if only, you know, Disneyland would participate with us, that would be very appreciated. (laughs) All right. So I'll go next up with Mary Beth. And I'll say the run Disney category, obviously I defer to to y'all because this is much more your area than mine. So, but Mary Beth says 
she would also give up 30 more minutes of sleep, which I dearly love, love in all caps. <laughs> and they would bring back characters pre-race at Run Disney instead of those stupid cardboard cutouts. Hopefully soon. I don't even think I knew that there were characters pre-race. There were, and yeah. she's, she's not wrong. Uh, I think she's I want to say the first race that they did this for was the first Star Wars race at Disney World because I happened to show up super, super, super early for that 5K. I can't remember why I showed up so early, but uh, I was honestly some of the one of the first people through uh, through the security and looked over and I saw uh, Darth Vader, Captain Phasma, and um, somebody else was already like standing there greeting people and taking pictures. And my mind was blown. And I was like, what? So it was, it was amazing because if you didn't want to stop on course or you were concerned about that, you could still get a character picture uh, right there. Now, they bring some of these characters back after the race sometimes. It's not, it's not super consistent. So sometimes they're there, sometimes they're not. Or maybe sometimes the slower runners don't always get to see the characters or the line's already been cut off because they have to move them on. But I will tell you, like, get, I agree with her. Like, I would get up, absolutely give up the sleep and show up early in order to get those pictures because um, they were great. It, yeah, they were they were great and they were quick and you weren't sweaty and gross yet. So all good things, right? Yeah, they definitely did them that same year. They did them for Dolby because I got them at Dolby that year. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that was how I knew because I had never I never showed up like super, super early enough or, or really like looked for the characters before. Um, but I remember showing up that year and thank God that was my first dopey. So I was like super excited to get my photo that year. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Um, Jessica says she would give up the Skyliner to bring back Star Wars races. Ah, all right. I do right. love the Skyliner. I would give up the Skyliner to bring back Disneyland Star Wars races. <laughs> yes. Yes, I think I would too. I don't know that I needed at Disney World, but I definitely loved them at Disneyland. Um, On that like third weekend of January when it was cold. It was perfect. It was absolutely (laughs) perfect. Yeah, that was the best weekend for all races. Yeah. Uh, Erica says that she would give up all run Disney races. Erica must be your friend. (laughs) Teresa. She absolutely is my friend. (laughs) (laughs) If she wasn't, she is now. (laughs) Um, I would give up um, all run Disney races to bring back the original journey into imagination period. And then one of you, one of you made a comment to her and she did have a follow up. It's like, Hey, Jane asked us to give us something we really love to get back something else we really love. Now, you know, Erica. Uh, yeah. So I say this is an accurate one. Like she does. She loves the races. Um, but she's, she is my girl. Like 80s Epcot is one of the things that we bonded over broadly, like, but a journey into imagination. I, I would give up rise of the resistance for the original journey into imagination. Okay. I would do that. That's mine. <laughs> all right. All right. Oh, we're going to move on to attractions. Um, Denise says, I know I'm in the minority, but I'd glad- gladly give up the Winnie the Pooh ride in Disneyland to bring back my beloved country bear Jamboree. 
See, I just no. I want to run here. Um, she can't wait to see uh, Country Bears in January when she's at Walt Disney World Resort. Um, they are just a nostalgic part of my childhood, and we'd visit them every time we were at Disneyland to get out of the heat. And that is pretty much what it's good for. <clears throat> Even that journey's out. <laughs> Was it? And so Denise, she also had a follow up to this because she was like, she realized after posting that she's like, I played this wrong because Pooh replaced the country bears. So she did catch herself and she said that she would give up Autopia. She personally had never been a fan, but when her kids were little, they loved it. And I think that's true. Like I, I remember as, when I was a kid, like that was the coolest ride because you got to, you got to drive. So oh, I'm my like, kids are all about it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like I said, well, I love it now because I can't drive at night. So anytime I, I'll go on Autopia at night, be like, oh, yeah, that's what this was like. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, this is another one. I'm I'm in favor of this, especially if you can get back like the Country Bear hoedown, the Country Bear summer vacation, get back some of the, the holiday themed ones. I would give back things to, to have the different no, no, variations no. of Country Bear jamboree. <laughs> But I'm alone in that opinion here. So you are indeed. <laughs> Once again, I'm just going to go back to have you ever gone back and rewatched Sex and the City? <laughs> We're friends 20 years later and realized, oof. But we know I like things that are a little off. So it doesn't phase me. Um, Denise had another one from one of her daughters who said that they would give up Flight of Passage for Toontown to be back. And so I'm assuming this is in the the Florida Toontown. So I thought that was a really interesting one. That is interesting. I definitely think there's some good childhood memories that could have been made in Toontown. Um, We took our little kids there, but I think because my husband and I weren't like attached to it, we, you know, we would go in and we'd go out really quickly. So we don't, we didn't have any huge uh, attachment to it. So when it went away, we were okay with it. Um, But I absolutely can see why somebody would feel that, especially, you know, from a nostalgic, from a, from a childhood, you know, experience, because Toontown was pretty crazy, pretty, pretty amazing for, for kids. So I get it. I get it. Uh, I like Flight of Passage too, but I don't care about Avatar. Like, I like the ride. I just don't care about Avatar. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I really enjoy the, what we do. <laughs> I enjoy the flying around. I just don't care about blue people. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, that on that note, um, Elena said that she would give up her favorite ride, Flight of Passage, to bring back cheaper prices. All right, girl. <laughs> Fair. I mean, <laughs> she, we, we, I think there's a lot we might give up. I, you know, to say that, to think about that, I don't know. I'm kind of with Jane in this in that I, I like progress and I recognize that all magic has a price, right? And so... Very. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So for these, for, for us to have things like Flight of Passage, we are going to be spending, you know, more money. Um, however, that's a good trade. Like if you want to give up something that was a big expensive experience for cheaper prices, I think she nailed it right there. So that was a good one. So now we're going to move on to food. Love me some food. And Tara <laughs> says... I'm giving up homecoming chocolate pecan pie for the Main Street chocolate cake. 
Honestly, I don't know what either of these things are. Neither do I, but now I want both of them. I now I want chocolate cake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Teresa, have you ever had that? I have not had the chocolate cake from me. I yeah, I haven't had either of these. I would love to I don't know, I'd have to think about what I would give up school bread. Okay, I would give up school bread to get back something I never tried, but I know people loved at the Main Street Bakery, and that's the French toast loaf. Like the French toast. There was like, I I remember hearing about this and it was gone like by the time my family got back to Florida, but I'm like, that's something. I would would give up school bread, which I love, to try that and see if it was like really worth all the hype that people had for it. I've never had school bread. I have, and it didn't do anything for me. So. <laughs> I, I know that it's like on, you know, it's like on the list of things, but I'm you have to like, like coconut, and not everybody does. So I think. Oh, that's- I love coconut. Oh, you I should- love oh, coconut. Okay, next time I'm down there, you're trying it. <laughs> okay, I'll try it. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to like. It, it's interesting because I've actually started to come to the conclusion that like I'm not really a snacker when I'm at Disney, but like in life, I'm not really a snacker. Like I would. Given the option of like, do you want this dessert thing or this steak? Like, I'm going to choose that steak a hundred times out of a <laughs> hundred. Like, oh, I'm, I'm the same exact way. I absolutely, I will spend the money on a meal way more than, you know, spending money on snacks, which is at odds with my, my, my bestie who likes to snack through all of Walt Disney World and Disneyland. Well, let's right. face it. She likes to snack through life, okay? Uh, where I am definitely, like you said, I'm, give me give me a steak, give me a food, give me a meal um, right. versus snacking. So I've never been a snacker and it's the same thing at Disney. I have to kind of like remind myself to try stuff if I had an interest in it. It's not that I don't like them right. or that I don't enjoy them, but I would just rather like stop and eat, I think. So yeah, I'm the it's, same way. That's... Like my issue with the um, with the festivals, so yeah. it's like these small bites, and I never feel like I got the meal. Nope. So then I wind up being like, oh well, you know, I've spent all this money on small bites, but I still have to go get a meal anyway. Which, well, and by it's the way, death is- by like seven dollars, like seven dollars <laughs> here, seven dollars there, eight dollars here. So true. It's and so then, true. You know, I would have rather spent the forty five to sit down and have a lasagne. You know. So yeah, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Anywho. Anywho. All right. Next one. All right. We had Denise had one more. So she said 10 to 15 years ago, they sold more decadent caramel apples and not the cutesy themed ones. They used to rotate the apple choices and every three to four months for about two years, they had a caramel apple dipped in milk chocolate with shaved almonds, maraschino cherries, and chocolate drizzle. We would get one every visit we saw it and slice it up and enjoy about two slices at home. I still look for it when I visit now. She did the little sad face. <laughs> I'd, I'd gladly give up all the treats in the bakery case to have that apple one more time. I feel like I need to find this apple for her or like hand dip it or something. She's so attached to this apple. <laughs> <laughs> I just want her to have that moment one more time. She's not even asking for permanence. No, she just wants once. Just once. Just <laughs> once. All right. And then the last one that we have here is uh, Laura. Laura says that she would give up Main Street Bakery for the Starring Rolls Bakery to come back to studios. They had the best ma- uh, the best cream cheese Danish, which is my love language. So I, you had me at cream cheese Danish. Mm. Um, and also bring back so many happy memories. 
I'm definitely with her on this, particularly about the memory part. So for me, and this is back in the paper fast pass days, one of my absolute favorite things to do, and it was is just like a tradition, whenever we would be going to Hollywood Studios our first trip, like we would go, we would rope drop it. And the first thing we do is you would send one person who would race over to Toy Story Mania to get get your little paper fast pass. You would like with all of the masses. And while one person was doing that, the other one would go to Starring Rolls and get the chocolate peanut butter cupcake. Yes, for breakfast. And then we would go and we would eat the cupcake, get hyped up on sugar, and then go to Toy Story Midway Mania. Like that to me, like that was one of my favorite things to do. It was a tradition. Like every trip I would do that. And I really miss that moment. Like I just that whole experience is something I would I would give a lot back to get that back. Um, so to me, I didn't try anything else at Starring Rolls. I don't know what else they had. But <laughs> I just like I said, I just have such good memories about that. And to me, that was just one of those like special Disney moments that you can't really recreate now. Um, but I yeah, I, I support this one because that's just I think the memory aspect of it more than the food. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's funny, like listening to all of this conversation and thinking about so many of these, uh, a lot of this is built on nostalgia and memories and, you know, things that draw, drew us to Disney at, at a certain point or that we really just like latch on to as something that will bring a smile to our face and, and, and that. And it just struck me, you know, Teresa, that you were like, that's not something that you could recreate now. And that uh, just leads me into the next question is, OK, well, like what? can you do now? I'm curious what like, quote unquote, new to Disney people, like, what are you guys doing? Or what are you finding um, in recent years that it that that kind of is replacing some of these experiences, right? So you know, that's something maybe to throw out in the in the Facebook group, if you guys have some thoughts on that. If you don't, if you've only been saying the last two, three years, what what are your experiences that mean Disney to you? Like, what is it that really stands out that, that brings you that the, I don't know, tradition or the, the joy or the thing you have to do every single time. I'm, I'm just kind of curious, like how different some of these things are, because obviously, you know, like go back to me, I was big on the star Wars weekends for so long. Um, that really is what kind of sold Disney world uh, to me uh, back in the day. And then it's just this little thing like the, you know, divide and conquer, because we would do the same thing. I was the fast pass runner. I'd be like, bye, I'm going out to here and I'm going to go do this. You guys go over here. And they would always stop and get breakfast. But it was just, it wasn't anything special to us. It was just that that was my role was to run in and start with the fast passes. Um, so what, what do you guys do instead? Like, what is what is now your thing? Curious if anybody has thoughts on that, just throw it in the Facebook group. And if you're not a part of our Facebook group and you want to come join us and give your opinions and share your ideas with us, we would love that. It's No Guilt Disney on Facebook. Or you can email us at noguiltdisneypod at gmail.com. And make sure you join us each week on the No Guilt Disney podcast because, as Patty likes to say, it's no fun to fangirl. Avenger Con in Avengers Campus alone. Look, I'm just putting it out there. Let's make this happen. Manifestation. <laughs> Bye, y'all.
Bet Rivers Casino app has so many slots, your head will spin. There's the classics like 88 Fortunes and Jinji Baoshi, and new favorites like Dancing Drum Explosion and Hurricane Horse Coin Combo. Plus, right now, when you make a first time deposit of $50 using code CASINO, you'll get $200 in free play. That's $200. Download the Bet Rivers Casino app today. It's a whole new game. Must be 21 plus. Available in Pennsylvania only. Void were prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Presented by Rivers Casino Philadelphia. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler.